0: Oh hello! This is Macaulay, Kevin, Home Alone, McAllister, Colkin here. Uh, just letting you know that uh, the following episode contains spoilers for the movie uh, that I mentioned as part of my name uh, at the start of this introduction. If if you don't remember um, that part of my name, um, re- rewind this introduction and listen again. Cheers. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Diabolical, the show where four long-suffering friends dissect film's most dastardly schemes, then try to improve them. I'm your host, Lord Manly Supreme, and this week's movie is festive favourite, Home Alone. So sit down with a whole cheese pizza just for you, and let's get Diabolical.
2: Keeping up, uh, Lord Manly
1: Supreme, then, yeah. Oh, I'm keeping up for the whole season, baby. <laughs> I
3: think you should say, aka Ben.
1: No, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, want well, hopefully, Lord Manly Supreme will supersede Ben as my name, people will just come to know me as that. <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to this yuletide edition of the pod i'm here with the tinsel clad panel of peril please introduce yourselves and tell us what's the best film or tv related toy you've ever been given for christmas
3: hello i'm adam and my favorite tv film toy is a toss-up between x01 or the actual ghostbusters firehouse so i couldn't make up my mind
1: you had both of them Mm-hmm. Lucky
2: <laughs> So did Gaz yeah. yeah Yeah. And Gaz had the tilt sewer. It was very envious of Well you've blown my toy Oh
1: <laughs> no <laughs> I knew you were going to do that Craig You're such a naughty boy <laughs> You're on the naughty list You know that now
2: I literally did blow that toy When you went out of the room once <laughs> so I was like <laughs> What on the massive wide drain pipe You know it Stretch your arm around it <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's why he's
2: renowned to this very day. Well, uh, my toy got blown as well. Craig here, my favourite film or TV related Christmas gift was also Ecto-1. I wasn't lucky enough mm. to get the firehouse, but I loved having um, Ecto-1. What a, what a great yeah, Christmas
0: that was.
1: It was. Was I the only one here without Ecto-1? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. It was
0: really hard to get. Gaz here, uh, my favourite uh, film or TV related Christmas gift gift is the Teenage Ooh. Mutant Hero Turtles sewer playset. Yeah. Did you also have nice. the the van? Um, no, I don't think I did have the van. Someone had the van.
4: Mm.
1: I remember Gaz had April O'Neill. Gaz got April O'Neill for his birthday, and we were all we were all pressing <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the badge <laughs> on, on <laughs> <laughs> a Bubba's <of> press. <laughs> yes, I
0: remember that. <laughs> I had a Ghostbusters (laughs) Ecto-2 helicopter. Yeah, did it have a trigger to make the blades work? Yeah, yeah.
1: I know what you had, Gaz. You had the blimp. The blimp. Did I? Yes, yes. Someone had the blimp.
3: Somebody had the blimp. I'm sure that was you. Who had the turtle wagon, though? If you do know who had the turtle wagon, friends of us who are listening to the pod, let us know on social media, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My favourite TV or film-related Christmas toy is also turtles-related, and it was the... uh, The eye mask, arm, and leg bands that my nana made for me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) they were amazing.
2: I can see why that would win your heart. My favorite toy yeah. of yours was the Ghostbusters proton packs that you had. Oh
1: Same yeah, but that was a birthday yeah. present. That's why I didn't call uh, it. Uh, <laughs> but that that would have been my favorite. Otherwise, uh...
0: were they knitted? What the Ghostbusters proton packs? <laughs> knitted proton were, were packs. Were your turtles masking <laughs> pads knitted?
1: Or... They're made with like uh, you know that kind of elastic, stretchy elastic, and okay. uh, just kind of cotton around it. I think. Yeah, that's ace. She made that's... she made Raphael for me and. And Leonardo for my brother. Nice. And I think the same Christmas we got like the plastic. It was like a almost like an apron, but it was the turtle shell that would go drape over the front and back.
0: Wow. Talented
1: lady. Well she didn't make that. That that was bought. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right, later we'll be competing to see who can come up with this week's most diabolical scheme and earn precious peril points for the diabolical leaderboard. But first, let's enjoy some festive activities. First up, we're going to play No Christmas cards, but oh, the humanity. (laughs) This is similar to, but legally distinct from the popular adult card game. (laughs) I'm going to give you some Yule-themed sentences and I'd like you to fill in the blanks with suitably amusing answers. (laughs) So number one, I saw mummy, blank, Santa Claus, underneath the mistletoe last night please fill in the blank and whichever one i like the best i will award a point to okay very much like cards against humanity
2: mm-hmm. have you played cards against humanity yeah you get cards right you don't just make it did you play. not
1: hear the title of the game craig
2: <laughs> this is more like blankety blank than cards against no. humanity this is in no way connected to that
3: card game by
1: the way, at yeah. all. This is called No Christmas Cards, but oh the Humanity.
2: <laughs> yeah. she'd have called it Blankety Blank, because it's exactly Blankety Blank.
1: Oh, is it? I don't remember Blankety Blank that well. That oh, it's back on now. Blankety Blank. Blankety uh, blankety it? blank. it
3: used to be yeah. with, yeah, it's with um, a toss up presenting it now, isn't it? Bradley Walsh. Yeah,
1: yeah. It used to be toss-up. Leslie, what's his name?
2: It was, for years, it? it was Wogan, and then Les Dawson. It was, Les Dawson, that's yeah, who
1: I was yeah. Les Dawson. And
3: then didn't um, Paul O'Grady do it as Lily yeah, Savage? Yeah, yeah, as Lily Savage, yeah. Yeah, very good.
1: That was right. very good. We're going to start with you, Gaz.
0: Tell us what you got. I saw Mummy present my trophy for third place in the local darts competition to Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe <laughs> last night. <laughs> very nice. Craig? Mm.
2: This is a lot of pressure, and I wasn't expecting this.
1: <laughs>
2: You're
4: not writing a
3: war and peace. I.
1: <laughs> well done, Craig. You read the first word. <laughs> uh. Okay. Craig can't be funny on the spot. He has to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: That's true. He's got a should see his, uh, list of jokes.
1: <laughs> All up his arm. Yeah. So.
2: I saw Mummy <laughs> rejuvenating its physical form by sucking the soul out of Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Adam, what do you got? I saw Mummy... Explaining the birds and the bees to Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night.
1: I'm gonna to have to go with Gaz's. Yeah. You get a point for that one, Gaz. Well done. Oh, I like you. the. Uh, well I like point. the. I like the third place for the darts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. At Christmas, there's nothing better than a good old-fashioned blank. We'll start with you, Adam.
3: At Christmas, there's nothing better than a good old-fashioned
2: hoedown. <laughs> Craig At Christmas There's nothing better Than a good old fashioned Prepared by a seasoned barman Neat on the rocks With a twist of lemon And a spritz of soda And a little (laughs) cocktail umbrella (laughs) (laughs) Neat on the rocks You got it
0: Yes. At Christmas, there's nothing better than a good old-fashioned Bombay bad boy pot noodle with a Jacob's <laughs> oh. cream cracker to dip in it.
4: Oh,
3: <laughs> you, oh, you've got my vote. That is, yeah, I love a Bombay bad boy. King size one. King pot noodle. Naturally. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Craig, I'm giving you the point there. Because I didn't really understand what was going on, but it did make me laugh. <laughs> uh,
4: there's,
2: a, there's a drink called an old-fashioned. That's what yes. I got that bit. It I got that is, bit. It's, it's all
3: bits after
1: I didn't get. I do like an old-fashioned, actually.
3: I love old-fashioned, and I've got the ingredients in this Jesus, as we speak. Excellent.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's my favourite. Okay, number three. Elf is a great Christmas movie, but it would have been better if Will Ferrell was blank. We'll start with you, Craig, this time.
2: Okay. Elf... Is a great Christmas movie, but it would have been even better if Will Ferrell was as smooth as an athletic swimmer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elf is a great Christmas movie, but it would have been even better if Will Ferrell was sliding around on his stomach like a sea lion instead of walking. <laughs> Adam.
3: Elf is a great Christmas movie but it would have been even better if Will Ferrell was stuffed with chocolates and hung up from the ceiling and beaten like a Christmas (laughs) (laughs) piñata.
2: You a Will Ferrell fan? Yes, I am. I just thought that sounded funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a point for two there. That was lovely. Yes! (laughs) All right. number four. It's not only turkey that needs a good stuffing. Sometimes I like to give my blank a good stuffing too. <laughs> We're back to uh, to Gaz on this one.
0: Oh, man. You've stumped me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just say stump, then. i to stump a good stuffing too.
0: It's not only turkey that needs a good stuffing. Sometimes I like to give my packs, though, a good stuffing, too. <laughs> you got me. Oh. <laughs> stuffing a stuffing. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: you better wheel out the fucking crickets for that one. <laughs> 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 it's not only turkey that needs a good stuffing. Sometimes I like to give my bedtime bear from the Care Bears plushie a good stuffing, too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Adam. It's not only turkey that needs a good stuffing. Sometimes I like to give my oversized Brett Hitman Hart buddy a good stuffing too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Brett Hitman Hart Wrestling Buddy because I do think Turner's got one.
3: (laughs) I wish. My pillow, unfortunately.
1: And then last one. Here we go. If I were John McClain, (laughs) I would blank every Christmas. Start with you, Craig.
2: Okay. If I were John McLean, I would blank every Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I'd simply blot out the memory. (laughs) Adam?
3: If I were John McLean, I would simply stay at home every
1: Christmas.
0: (laughs) Rightly so. Gaz? If I were John McLean, I would encourage each and every police officer to have the ability to kill. Every Christmas.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll give that one
1: to you, guys. Very good. But, you know, it's Christmas, so everyone's a winner. Next, let's open some presents. I believe you have them with you. I'd like you to take the packages and tell us what old Saint Nick got you for Christmas. Who's, who's going to go first? They're all the same, so open at the same time.
3: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this, this one's going to probably be like a cushion with your face on it. Yeah. Something.
1: Okay. I wanted you all to have matching. (laughs) Looking
0: sexy. (laughs)
4: What on earth?
1: Craig, can you describe what you have there for the uh, listener?
2: This is a reversible sequin cushion. If I stroke it rightwards, it's uh, it's a nice shiny black, and if I stroke it leftwards, (laughs) it's the visage. Of Dr Ian Malcolm, shirtless in Jurassic Park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas, gentlemen.
3: I wonder how many of these they've, they've actually sold.
1: At least four. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, three probably, because I don't think he's bought himself one. Have you, have you not been- got yourself uh, one?
1: No, it wasn't worth the postage and packaging. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beauty. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you for the kind gift, Lord Manly Supreme. Merry
1: Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's just a cushion to go with it, yeah. I didn't want you to have a flat Jeff Goldblum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
3: Jeff Goldblum has ever been flaccid in his life. <laughs>
1: you say
0: flat or flaccid? I said
3: flaccid. <laughs> I
0: said flat. I thought you did.
3: <laughs> yeah. But I just uh, I changed it up for a bit of sauciness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 1990's Home Alone was the brainchild of legendary filmmaker John Hughes, who came up with the idea during the hustle and bustle of preparing for his family's first trip to Europe. He completed the first draft of the script in just nine days. The role of Kevin McAllister was written specifically for Macaulay Culkin, who had previously featured in another Hughes film, Uncle Buck. Chris Columbus was brought on as director, despite previously walking away from Hughes' Christmas vacation movie because of Chevy Chase's attitude on set. In its opening weekend, Home Alone topped the box office, making over $17 million. It stayed in the number one spot for 12 weeks and remained in the top 10 until June the following year. It was the second highest grossing film of 1990 behind Swayze's rama Ghost. Pretty Woman was in third place, one spot above the 12 hour story of a man doing the Lindy Hop in a field, Dances with Wolves. for a bit of child abandoning fun we're going to have a little quiz that i'm calling is this home alone trivia true or not i'm going to read some home alone trivia all you have to do is tell me are they true or not if you think it's true say i'll give it a whirl if you think it's made up say i don't think so (laughs) number one John Candy wrapped his filming on the movie in just one day.
2: I'll
1: give it a whirl.
2: I'll give it a whirl. I'll give
1: it a whirl. It is true, but it was a long day, 23 hours to be precise.
2: (laughs) That's shorter than a normal day, than normally 24. Yeah.
4: It's a long day of work though, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, John Candy, as you know, was a regular in John Hughes movies, and his character Gus Polanski, the poker player in Home Alone, was inspired by his character in planes trains and automobiles all right the next bit of trivia the production team used angels with filthy souls the black and white movie kevin plays to scare the burglars because it was over 50 years old and therefore exempt from copyright i don't don't think think so. so. i don't think so correct it was in fact filmed especially for the movie and in the shooting script there was also an after credits sequence where harry and marv watch Angels with Filthy Souls while in prison (laughs) and exchange looks as they recognise the dialogue from the movie. Uh, (laughs) Nice. The next bit of trivia. The young lady in the photo in the Buzz's girlfriend Woof scene was played by Devin Rattray, who also played Buzz. I don't think so.
2: so. I don't think so.
1: Correct. It's false. The photo is actually of the art director's son. (laughs) Because Chris Columbus thought it'd be too cruel to make fun of an actual teenage girl. Good,
4: Mm.
3: that's a wise choice.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well done, you got them all this week. Yeah. Congratulations.
2: Did I dream it, or did you say you were going to ask us about our favourite John Hughes movie? Yeah. You did
1: that.
2: You
1: did. Is that coming up? Listen, I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. I just
2: wanted to check because, (laughs) well, (laughs) I'll tell you why when we get to it.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cheers.
1: It is coming up, do When eight-year-old Kevin McAllister causes trouble the night before a family trip to Paris, his mother makes him sleep in the attic. During a heated exchange, Kevin wishes his family would disappear. After the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, He wakes up in an empty house and assumes his wish has come true. But his excitement sours when he realises that two burglars plan to rob the McAllister residence and that he alone must protect the family home. Kevin booby traps the house and leads the hapless burglars on a merry, bordering on fatal dance before they are finally arrested for their crimes. Going on to spawn five sequels, Home Alone has cemented its place as a Christmas classic. But what did our panel think of it? Adam?
3: Despite everybody thinking uh, it is the sort of quintessential uh, Christmas movie, I have to completely agree with them, of course, because it is the quintessential Christmas movie. And if you can't sit down and enjoy Home Alone with your kids and your missus or or your loved ones... um, you something. You need your bumps feeling, Mister. Get your bumps
2: feeling. Yeah, Gaz.
0: You... That's not a real <laughs> phrase. You've made
2: that up. Yeah. Am I going to have to check your bumps? Turner's turning into fucking Norm Macdonald with these old timey phrases. <laughs> yeah, you haven't got the minerals. Need your bumps hey, feeling.
3: Hey, <laughs> I'll take I'll, I'll, get, I'll get a swish and uh, beat you senseless in a
4: minute.
3: <laughs> 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 I'm taking off my belt. Can you see?
1: <laughs> What did you think of it, Craig?
2: Well, Turner might want to feel my bumps, because um, I mean, like I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Obviously, it's like a Christmas perennial. Never really watched it with a like a movie critic's head on before, and I have to say that while I was watching it, I just thought this film is so flawlessly executed. Not only is it <laughs> so enjoyable, it's actually fucking genius. Like sometimes I've watched yeah. it and I've thought, oh, it's stupid that they. They would they would never leave him at home, but the lengths they go to in the opening to set up everything, mm, everything, yeah, and yeah. Th- like with mm. the kid neighbor kid who comes over to yeah. annoy yeah. the bus driver, he annoyed the, like it's just get, brilliant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, same hat. He's, it's same the same hat. hat that Kevin wears yeah. when he goes same down on the sledge, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Those little, yeah, those yeah. little details.
2: Yeah, it's full of little details like that, that I, I picked up on, and like within the first five minutes, you know they're going on holiday. You know, the relationships between all the siblings and cousins, you kind of know which ones are his siblings and which are cousins, yeah. even though they never say. Yeah. They just do everything so well. It's a testament to the... I know the, the filmmaking of it. I saw a documentary about it a couple of years ago. It was kind of fraught, wasn't it? Like, they didn't have the green lights straight away or something, and they, they got the locations ready and had to change them, all these kinds of things. I don't know. I haven't seen that documentary. I probably should have watched it this week, but I'll tell you mm. why I didn't when we get to uh, one of your other questions. <laughs>
1: Well, none of that shows through, as you say. The execution of it is just so—it's
0: flawless, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: great. Yeah, here we go, Gaz. I'm bracing myself for a downer.
0: <sighs> Not at all, no. I think it's a fantastic film. Uh, like Craig was saying, it's structurally just brilliant. There's so much setup yeah. and payoff. Within that first 10 minutes, it's the kind of script that you could study in a class to show this yeah. is what you do with your first 10 minutes. Yeah. For me, it's a career highlight for so many people involved. Chris Columbus, I don't think, has made a film close to it since. No. it Colkin, obviously, um, but he's gone on to, to different things. The cast is fantastic. All of the McAllisters. John Candy, absolutely loving it. Yeah. Like you were saying, he filmed his guest spot in a day. And he did it for about 140 bucks or something like that as a favour, on the condition oh, that wow. he could improvise all his own dialogue. <laughs> <And it's> just,
1: <laughs> yeah, that kid in the in the morgue story is, improvising. <laughs> so is, is.
0: amazing.
2: Wow, that's amazing. You yeah, need someone yeah. like Catherine O'Hara to play a scene against like that. You know, from the mm. from the Christopher... To bounce off. And, yeah. And... She knows how to improvise a scene and, and how to react. Yeah. Those two yeah. together are, are amazing. So, yes, I'm very much a fan.
1: That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Mm. Wow.
3: That's two weeks in a row, I think. As long, Well, I'm assuming you, little Manly Supreme, think it's awesome as well. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm in total agreement. I think it's great. My only regret is I never got to see that one in the cinema. Yeah. I do remember queuing up round the block for number two.
0: Mm. We're desperate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was in a, a single-screen cinema, the one in I did know that's now spoons. I remember queuing up around the block to go and to watch number two there.
2: I really like Home Alone 2, by the way. Uh, Chris Columbus yeah. directed yeah. that still, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: It's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm saving that one for next Christmas. <laughs> I remember
3: um, renting um, Home Alone from the, uh, was it Direct Video in Colton Bay? Mm. Quite a few times uh, with my mum and
1: stuff. Mm. Good memories of that. We talked uh, a bit about the different performances. Did you have a
0: favourite? John Candy for me. He's just, he's, he's so warm. And funny, yeah. I get the joke is that they're a bit annoying, but by the same token, I feel like I wouldn't mind sharing a long van journey with with specifically him. Yeah, yeah. just you, you kind of think if he hadn't passed away, what kind of stuff would he have done during like the frat pack mm. era? Ben Stiller and Jack Black and Owen Wilson and all those guys would God, he have been yeah. involved with them? Mm. And what kind of stuff would we have got? Yeah, but yeah, John Candy mm. for me.
3: Yeah, I think pound for pound. Yeah, he is. The, the the amount of time screen time he has and what he does with it is yeah, no nobody can surpass that. But I, you keep saying to yourself like Macaulay Culkin all the way through the film. You're just like, Phew. It, and and you then you think about what became of him since. Yeah, he's the standout for me. But I, I just also it's like a it's a shame that you know he's um, he went down a, a, the wrong path. Really, I
4: think he's
2: doing right now, isn't he? They did yeah. a. Uh... A Home Alone advert last Christmas where he yeah. relives the events, well the pizza and stuff not the burglary
0: <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he had his own um, wrestling YouTube channel for a while, I'm not sure whether he still does it, mm-hmm. okay. he's a massive wrestling fan. The most interesting yeah. Yeah. fact sorry, I, f- I found out about Macaulay Culkin was he did an online poll uh, on Twitter, because he doesn't have a middle name, so he put all these options up and there was another option for people to nominate, so his official middle name is Macaulay Culkin so he, he's had his name changed, so he's Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. <laughs>
1: I know he, he was troubled for a while, wasn't he? And he, I know there was a, po- a point, a period of his life where he was living with Pete Michael Doherty Jackson. in Paris. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, tells that. you kind of some of the stuff he was getting into. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm.
2: standout performance for me is Catherine O'Hara, she Imagine. has so much to do in this, and even from the start. She's doing the dramatic stuff so well. I remember thinking, like, the moment when she remembers Kevin on the plane is, was played for laughs. I always found it funny when I was a child, but as a parent, I was also horrified by it. And I was just thinking, oh my God, the, what a nightmare scenario. She plays it so well. Anyone else could have handled that, and, and you, you would have had no sympathy for them because it's such an awful, shitty situation. Yeah. But I always felt for her in that role, and she does the funny mm. stuff brilliantly as well. So.
1: Yeah, especially in the airport where she's trying to negotiate her way back mm. just before she meets John Candy. Right. Yeah. Five hundred
3: dollars, some earrings. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> spell maybe that's in Paris. Like, yeah. God knows what. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you yeah. can
3: you could imagine. I was thinking. I was watching that bit. I was thinking exact same things. You you're probably thinking. I was thinking. I'd be doing that as well. I'd be handing it my wallet. I'd yeah. Use my tablet. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I would. And. It, it comes across that desperation and she plays it brilliantly. Yeah.
2: You're yeah like... when I watched it as a kid I remember thinking oh I'd be so annoyed and I'd just I'd want to have my holiday in, in Paris and everything but as a parent I was like you wouldn't give a fuck about your holiday in Paris at that point you'd just be desperate to get home <laughs> yeah
1: yeah my favorite was uh, was Joe Pesci mm-hmm. I think he's just he's just great right from the, the first time you see him as a as police officer I think he he's just yeah. so good and I, I read something he went a bit method during it. So he was kind of purposely avoiding Macaulay Colkin. So that, okay. so Macaulay Colkin was afraid of him on set. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, apparently when they were rehearsing the the scene where they they hang Kevin on the hook in the neighbor's house, he's saying, I'm gonna bite your fingers off Apparently, he <laughs> actually broke a bit of skin during the wow. rehearsal.
0: Yeah. Oh, in rehearsal? Not even in the proper take. Yeah. And he was warned jeez. as well by Chris
1: Columbus for dropping F bombs. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
2: <laughs> have you seen that video of Pesci on Sesame Street where he's swearing at Elmo and like punching him and stuff?
0: <laughs> 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 it's great. I have to find that. One.
3: I was going to say um, if nobody had mentioned Joe Pesci, but I'm glad uh, you did, uh, Lord Manly Supreme, because it was uh, worth noting that this is the same year Pesci did Goodfellas and yeah. was nominated for an Oscar yeah. as well yeah. so True. the contrasting roles is brilliant and yeah he, he, he would have been my second pick really I think he's just awesome and he, I think he's one of cinema's most underrated actors really I think, yeah
0: I think because he's difficult mm. yeah he, he was an arse on set is what I read about the dialogue saying that it wasn't good enough for an actor of his calibre yeah. laughter oh, <wow. laughs> Yeah, apparently so. This is just off uh, a little website called Wikipedia, so anybody could have put that on there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard that as well from other sources. No, oh, yeah. No, no, wink, wink, say no more.
2: As in documentaries, not not industry insiders.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, wink, wink, say no more. Ketchup.
1: All right, what was your favourite booby trap? We had a number of them from... Paint cans hmm. to micro machines.
2: Well, for me, uh, and this might tell you something about me. My favourite
0: is uh, <laughs> the nail on the stairs. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I'm with you. That's I'm with mine you. as, I'm as with well. Totally. Funny <laughs> enough, yeah.
0: Brutal. How slowly he pushes his foot onto it. Yeah. Oh, awful. Oh yeah. god, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Doesn't matter how many times you see it. Yeah. Every time you just go. Oh. Yeah.
2: Because he's lost his socks as well and had a bit of tar on his foot. <laughs> You've got the the squirmy feeling of knowing that it's unsanitary as well as... <laughs> yeah, he's going to get an infection from Are you that. you thinking,
3: oh, he's going to need antibiotics,
4: son.
2: <laughs> and then immediately after, he goes into the house with no socks yeah. on and he stamps on all the glass ornaments. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's, it's the triple threat, isn't it? Because it's the tar on the stairs, mm. putting his foot on the nail, and then he falls both backwards and lands smack on his back.
4: As yeah. It's yeah.
0: Like... Yeah. Yeah. The sound effects make a lot of them, don't they? They're proper crunching, like you feel. Oh, yeah, they're great. Oh, God, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I don't want to preempt next year too much,
2: but I love in Home Alone 2 when he throws the bricks off the roof and they make the little triangle dents in Mom's head.
4: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: A lot of the stunts, the stunt work was kind of outlined roughly in the script, but John Hughes and Christopher Columbus gave the stunt people quite a lot of wiggle room to kind of Mm. be creative and so they said that a lot of these stunts were stuff that hadn't been done before <laughs> um, and that's why it looks so fresh and mm. and particularly kind of realistic yeah. they were given a lot of
0: leeway there it was, it was, it was really good my favourite baby trap is actually the micro machines because again they're set up <laughs> right at the start when Joe Pesci is posing as the cop in the house, he gets told clear your toys up from by yeah. the stairs, someone's going to slip on them and break their neck uh, Yeah, like god yeah. damn this script is so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the
1: payoff yeah you wait so long for the payoff but it's so yeah. worth it yeah. yeah
0: the one
2: thing that i i was hoping for that i think they might have thought about and decided to cut with the new hooks from the, the fly fishing might have been too brutal <laughs> yeah that would
1: have been pretty yeah. Grim, that, yeah well speaking of that i think like they famously got some well-known doctor to go through the film and and kind of
2: see if you'd survive
1: <laughs> yeah evaluate how bad the injuries would be if you really yeah. did that and The doctor said, "Yeah, you'd probably be dead (laughs) after the iron. The iron, fractured skull, be concussed at least." Uh. Yeah, the doctor said the one that would have the least effect would be the standing on the the decorations at the window. Yeah, Yeah. and that looks nasty as it is. Yeah, um... that that is
0: horrible,
3: isn't it? Especially
0: because he's going ah, ah. (laughs) Their screams and facial expressions.
1: I, I think he might actually sneak in a shit. He might actually sneak in a shit there. Oh Oh, yeah, I
2: don't know. I think
1: so.
3: Do you think so? I think
2: you're allowed Uh, one in a PG, aren't you? uh, There's one in mm. ET. There's
1: one in Transformers the movie, the cartoon, and there's one in uh,
3: Jurassic Park. Yes,
1: that's one big
3: pile of shit.
2: Think you'd go into shock, burning your hand on the door handle, and then dumping it into some snow.
3: He does uh, Muttley though, doesn't he? Yeah, I've written that down actually. I've written the word Muttley.
1: <laughs> the flamethrower on the head is so good as well, just because Joe Pesci
0: sells yeah. it so well. His yeah. face yeah, is Yeah, it's, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's great. Hey, yeah.
0: did you see who um, they originally wanted to cast in Joe Pesci's role? Yeah. De Niro? Yeah, Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> did he turn it down? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he would have been anywhere oh near God. as good. I don't think Dino is good at no. comedy.
1: No, I don't know. I like him in Meet the Parents.
0: Yeah, but that's very much playing a sort of straight deadpan comedy. I don't think he can go mm. big with it and be uh, effective okay. like Joe Pesci does. Yeah, yeah. I may yeah. be wrong. There's probably a film I haven't seen where he does, but from my experience,
3: did he do a Rocky and Bullwinkle movie? He yeah, Rocky. like a comedic role in that. But I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. It got
2: slaughtered. I know that. I didn't watch it, but it got slaughtered. Yeah.
1: Okay, so where does Home Alone rank among John Hughes' greatest movies?
2: Well, he didn't direct it, so...
1: Well, he wrote it. I'm, I'm saying yeah. anything that anything that he's had you know, a significant part in.
2: Yeah, it's definitely up at the top. But I've never considered myself a massive John Hughes fan, really. Always felt that Ferris Bueller's Day Off was overrated. Yeah, fire on you.
4: Yeah, it just never really appealed
2: <laughs> to me. So what I did is I watched loads of John Hughes movies this week to see. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bueller, it's okay. I didn't hate it. It's just I didn't laugh at it either. It's not particularly funny.
1: Really? There's some great moments mm. in that. Yeah. Ben Stein particularly.
2: Yeah. I liked the bit where they drive the car out the window. That's pretty good. That's not really funny. It's a dramatic catharsis. Plane, trains, and automobiles. Pretty good.
1: Love it. Mm-hmm. That's my favourite, actually.
2: But my favourite is Pretty in Pink. It's got James Spader in it and uh, John Cryer. It's fucking great. Yeah, So good.
0: Annie Potts. So yeah, enjoyed that a lot. Well, unlike Craig, my favourite John Hughes film is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I haven't seen most of his filmography, to be fair. I think Planes, Trains and Automobiles I've definitely seen quite a few times. But besides that... Not really, au fait with his work, to be honest, and I'm not overly inclined to to get into it at this point. I think that ship might have sailed for me personally. Fair enough.
3: And I'll go with another different film. I'll go with Uncle Buck because I've again, if I've got fond memories of it, and uh, most importantly of all, it's uh, Candy Unleashed in a really big role. That's pardon the pun. So yeah, it's brilliant and <laughs> there's so many moments in that, particularly when he's on his phone and he's chatting to his girlfriend. she whip <laughs> <laughs> And loads of moments like that. <laughs> it's great.
2: That was another one I watched this week and didn't really laugh at. Like I could tell when oh. it was meant to be funny, and you know, I was just sort of watching it like passively, like oh and- uh, yeah. I much prefer him in like the great outdoors. <laughs>
3: the great
1: outdoors, another amazing
2: one. Cool run ins.
3: It's the sequence with him and Macaulay Culkin as well. They're sat there at the breakfast table. He's asking him questions and they go back and forth. He goes, how do you know this stuff? I'm a kid. It's my job. job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great.
2: Yeah. And doesn't he give him like a really shit breakfast? It's like a grapefruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and like burnt toast and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. And then the next <laughs> time he makes him
2: breakfast, it's like tire truck sized pancakes. Yeah.
1: Stack yeah of them. Great. <laughs> so what were some of your favourite lines, chaps?
2: Uh, You've hinted at mine in your intro. It
0: is a lovely cheese pizza just for me. (laughs) (laughs) I've only got one written down, which is surprising, which isn't um, much of a line. It's more Macaulay Culkin's delivery. It's when he has bunny ears shoplifted the toothbrush yeah, and the cop chases him and he slides on his knees on the ice away from the cop. It's just this delivery. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so <laughs> half-hearted. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're demonstrating how you shouted something to someone and you, you're like whispering, shouting.
2: Yeah, kids do that all the time when they act out It's like they feel like they're not allowed to shout for real. Mm, yeah.
0: My favourite is,
3: well, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah, I, got that <laughs> I love it. It's such a great line. And I was just like... Just you just bury your face in your hands when you hear that, don't you? It's great.
1: One I liked from McCulloch he says, When I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) in terms of his performance, not a favorite line, but a favorite moment is when
0: he's carrying the shopping home and both the bags break and just (laughs) the little face that he does. (laughs) (laughs) Dead pan. The other one I've just remembered I was laughing out loud at was um, the uncle on the plane when they get handed the silverware and he's saying to his wife, put it in your purse! Put it in your purse! (laughs) (laughs) Such a douchebag that uncle. He's brilliant. Yeah, he, he
3: does a lot with that role as well, actually, doesn't he? He's instantly, you instantly hate him, don't you? Yeah. From the very mm. beginning. look, what you it's did, brilliant.
0: you little jerk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I also like Joe Pesci's line where he, uh, he realizes that Kevin's Home Alone. He goes, "We're getting scammed by a kindergartner." A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question: Why is
3: the E in the Home Alone title? In lower case, and the rest of it's in uppercase.
0: They're certainly pushing the case for ecstasy. <gasps> it's pretty big in the nineties. God mm-hmm. damn yeah. them! he's yeah, Good kicking good. off.
2: That's that it. it was, good.
3: I think it was it the same year Ebenezer Good was re- released as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, shaming. It's got <laughs> naughty, all over naughty,
2: it, na- very <laughs> naughty.
3: <laughs> Anyone got any viewers? Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, that's my question, Anson. Thank
0: you
1: for that. Do you know when you think of a bully, does anyone else just picture Buzz?
0: Yeah, he's a little shit, isn't he? Do you think he's Mm -hmm. the
1: quintessential bully character?
0: Yeah. Or Biff. He's just young Biff, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. The casting of that I just think is really fantastic. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's not a funny or a dramatic thing, but one thing that I really love, it makes me feel super Christmassy is the choir singing, you know, Holy Night. I oh, absolutely mm. fucking love yeah. it. Such a good choir and, like, a nice arrangement. And the way that it seamlessly goes into the score when he leaves the church. Oh, wow. I love
1: that. So that turn. so mm. good.
0: Great score as well, isn't it? Mm.
1: And it kind of gets a bit more dramatic, like the time's
0: ticking. Yeah. Mm. A John Williams special.
1: Really ramps up the tension.
0: The
3: opening credits as well. Mm. It just starts yeah. off and the, the, the jingle bells going... And you get you just instantly settle in don't
1: you yeah one little treat i noticed was uh the crisis officer in the police station yeah he was the guy that played kramer yeah in the seinfeld sitcom in seinfeld yeah
2: jerry he also played mr heckles (laughs) and friends who was the the downstairs neighbor who said that they were too loud all the time
1: that's right yeah it was just a nice little treat to see him because i love him in seinfeld He's so he's good. He's
2: fucking so good in Home Alone, though. He plays that, yeah. that little bit so memorably. And how he manages to get the donut on the phone while he's talking. There's just yeah. a big piece of donut on the phone.
3: <laughs> I like the running gag of knocking over that statue every time somebody Yeah, it. that's great. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My
2: favourite ones with, when the taxi is there in the morning, because you don't see it get knocked over, you just see the guy picking it up. So you, see you guy know what's happening. It up, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's one part I wanted to, uh, to call out was, I call shenanigans on the sledge down the stairs.
2: Oh, yeah. The door's not lined up with the stairs.
1: Yeah,
3: it is. I always think that.
2: Oh, yeah. No, nah, he's going straight into that wall. You've kind of ruined my plan now, though, because that's how he dies in my plan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you've got my vote. Chalk one up.
2: I've written down some names from the credits this week.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. All right, let's talk oh, turn Oh my on. goodness. Next. We're having a
1: credit off. I'd love it if we've got if we've got the same one. I will be really excited.
2: I'm a sucker for a good nickname. So the first one that caught my eye was the Foley artist, Gary Recker Hecker. Yeah, I was quite pleased with that. <laughs> but it wasn't my favourite. Not good enough to beat out assistant hairstylist Dominic Mango. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a flamboyant name for a hairstylist. But my very favourite uh, name in the credits this week was the best boy electric, Dick Oakes. Oh, dick dick Oaks, Oaks, ladies and gentlemen
1: yeah. It was very similar to one of my favourite names Who was the grip Who was Dick Sayers <laughs>
2: <laughs> Two dicks on grip
1: <laughs> I thought Dick Sayers was probably some kind of Horse whisperer for penises <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gotta <to> tame them
3: <laughs> yeah, That's what he got on the side of his van Dick Sayers,
1: cock whisperer
2: So they had uh, <laughs> They had a dick on grip and a best boy dick On this movie yeah, Got to have a dick on grid.
1: That can't have been a coincidence. But uh, my, my very favourite name was the assistant special effects makeup uh, artist, Ron Wild Figooli. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hyphenated name there, Wild <laughs> Harry Marv, a.k.a. the Wet Bandits, plan to burgle an entire neighbourhood, seeing the McAllister's residence as the icing on the proverbial but not literal cake. They lay some sneaky groundwork visiting houses disguised as police officers to learn important security details before hitting the houses while folks are out of town on the holidays. However, they didn't plan for the wily eight-year-old who runs rings around them and eventually gets them arrested with a little help from a snow-shovelling geriatric. What did you think of the villain's plot?
2: It's a really good plot. I like the idea of dressing up as police and asking folks quite earnestly if they need any support with security. It's a good ruse. The only kink in the plan, mm. I think, is the wet bandit side of
0: it. You know, yeah. leaving a calling card. That's where yeah. they get their comeuppance. Mm. That's such a shitty thing to do, isn't it? We're going to rob you and then we're going to mm. wreck your house as well by flooding it. Yeah, <laughs> Absolute bastards. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because in terms of the most of the dialogue we have, you would think that Harry's the nasty one out of the two of them, but Marv's mm. a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: I, I think if it wasn't for the wet bandit side of things, they'd have got a higher broccoli count from me. But as it Ooh. is, I'm going to give them eight florets of broccoli. Mm. Mm. The planning is flawless. It's the foolish water business.
3: Again? It's like, it's another diehard really, isn't it? It's just one fly in the ointment and it all comes tumbling
2: down. I don't think it's... Kevin's not the problem with their plan, though. The wet bandits part is the thing that gets them nailed for all the other burglaries at the end, isn't it? Not like just the one. Hmm. Do you remember their shtick in Home Alone 2? Sticky, sticky band bandits. Yeah. yeah, and do you remember what he does with that? No. He's got double-sided
0: tape on his hand and he puts yeah. it into charity bins
2: yeah. just yeah. to yeah. get pennies. <laughs>
0: Found a funny quote from a, a site called the Brantley Banner about the Wet Bandits plan, and it says, hmm. Their response to the traps was completely justified, but Kevin's response to the threat of a robbery was not. Ultimately, Kevin McAllister is the true villain of this story. Not only does he ruin a very expensive <laughs> vacation for 14 plus people, he also holds <laughs> no respect for human life. <laughs> 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 so well done, Bruntley Banner. That made me laugh.
2: <laughs> I don't know what the intruder laws are like. Where's Home Alone set? I used to know this, but I've forgotten now. It's Chicago. Chicago, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so like Illinois. What are the intruder laws like in the state of Illinois, people? Let us know. Is Kevin oh, yeah. allowed to shoot? A burglar that enters his home. In the car. They all are, aren't
1: they? Either in the (laughs) The jappers or in the forehead. (laughs) What what are the intruder laws regarding irons falling down shafts?
0: (laughs) If it's moving at enough speed, it counts as a bullet, so it's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the part of the show where we compete to see who can improve the villain's scheme the best and earn precious peril points for the diabolical leaderboard. All four of us will share an alternative plan and we'll vote for our favourite at the end. Harry and Marv wanted to burgle the wealthy McAllisters, but thanks to a litany of ingenious booby traps, they were unsuccessful. Craig, what would you have done differently?
2: I think we're being scammed by a kindergartner. By the time me and Marv figure out what's going on at the McAllister place, the kid who's home alone has already made us. He's seen us in the OK plumbing van, recognised my gold tooth. I'm about to go leer at him through the window when something makes me stop and think. (laughs) Hey, Marv, I say to Marv. You know who else drives around in decoy plumbing vans? Plumbers, offers Marv. Undercover cops, I correct him. He grins and nods. That means he catches my drift. I don my cop uniform again and approach the house. Kid's home alone, he's probably hungry. I take a quick look through the trash. It's full of pizza boxes. I grab one that doesn't look or smell too bad, and I walk around to the side of the house. I rap at the window where the kid is hanging baubles on the tree. I say, Hi, Mr. McAllister. Nothing to be afraid of. I'm a police officer. Remember me? I met your dear Peter the other day, and he called me from Paris to let me know you're home alone. He left a number where we can reach him on, and he asked us to come around to the house, make sure you're okay and everything. I know your phone ain't working, so I'll take you to the station, and you can use ours. I show him the pizza box and gesture to the back door. Once he gets out of sight, I walk back around to meet him. As he opens the door, I say... You must be hungry. I remembered you like pizza. The kid says he feels so bad about what happened. He wishes he'd just picked off the toppings and eaten the pizza from the other night. I open the box and his confused little face sees it's empty. He's so busy making over-the-top faces he doesn't see my fist flying at his face. (laughs) The kid's only eight, so he goes down like a sack of shit. While he's unconscious, (laughs) we tie him up, gag him, and put him down in the basement while we clean the place out. He's seen our faces. We can't let him live. The water from the flooded sink basin is just starting to (laughs) creep under the basement door (laughs) as we make our exit. That's when I wake up. We're still in the van, and Marv is pissed all over the seat. I hit him and wake him up. (laughs) You and your stupid wet bandits, you moron. I can't drown a kid at Christmas. I realise what the dream was telling me to do. So I wait till it gets dark, and instead of my corp uniform, I wear a disguise no kid can be afraid of. Santa Claus. The guy I mugged to get it from left Tic Tacs in the pocket. I fill a sack with toys we stole from other houses, and I go knock at the back door. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, McAllister's the kid runs excited to the door and I lay him out with one good hit from the heavy sack. While he's unconscious, while he's unconscious, we tie him up, gag him and leave him in the attic, safe from the flood. While we, while we clean the place out, I take his mommy's jewellery and his daddy's expensive cufflinks and I leave the kid with the tic tacs and a sack full of toys. Merry Christmas!
4: <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You Jesus.
1: said you had trouble with that, Craig? Christ. God I did. Okay.
2: Fucking wow. It's when I remembered that you, you said your last plan came to you in a dream. It's when it all <laughs> congealed
0: <laughs> Nice Alright, who wants to follow that one? Gaz? Holy shit Nobody have any questions for Craig? Oh yeah, no. of course <laughs> I haven't
3: got any of questions I, forgot, I, forgot <laughs> I, think I, could, I don't think I can uh, form a sentence right now To be
4: honest
0: <laughs> 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 the, the only question I have is Would he really leave that sack of presents For Kevin? I think he would And here's
2: why I think he would there's a scene where you see them robbing one of the other houses and uh Harry's trying to clean out the the good stuff and Marv is playing with like a little toy fire engine. So I think he'd give Kevin the toys mainly to piss off Marv. Mm. Mm,
4: mm, mm. Okay.
2: But also I just wanted it to be a little bit not not too dark for the Christmas episode
1: <laughs> considering you- <laughs> cuz I was starting to have Goonie's flashbacks
2: <laughs> yeah, well I just listened to that So,
1: <laughs> Alright, no further questions We'll uh, move on to Gadenio
0: Wet Bandits Harry and Marv's MO Is to turn the taps on in every house They be garage just to be horrible SOBs In order to take out Young Kevin McAllister Avoid his traps Steal the family's Christmas presents And various other belongings And escape scot-free I propose a simple twist on the supervillain team. Instead of turning the taps on, Harry and Marv should do a little bit of stealing before they make their way to Kevin's beautiful Chicagoan suburb. At the local fire station, they should take possession of a fire fighting helicopter, the kind with the big water tank on the bottom that they dump on forest fires, with Harry having gained a- his pilot's license in the run up to shipping out to NAM. <laughs> <laughs> Gently gliding the helicopter <laughs> Gently gliding the helicopter across the crisp winter sky, the dapper duo would inconspicuously land the chopper behind a couple of ferns just across the way, and mm. attempt to enter the house as in the film. At the point that Marv <laughs> steps on the nail, whilst trying to ascend the basement stairs, however, they should pack in their attempt at theft and skip straight to the part where they wreck their victim's house with water. The hell with this, they'd say. He's battering us. Skip to the end. Back to the copter they go, retrieving the whirlybird from its hiding place behind two ferns. Hovering just above the McAllister <laughs> family home, the wet bandits drop the full 700-gallon payload onto the roof of the domicile. As we all know, American homes are made of MDF and hope, and so the building smashes into a million billion pieces. The loot somehow miraculously survives, washing up into the same couple of ferns across the way to be stored in the helicopter's water tank upon leaving. Kevin was not so fortunate and did not survive the impact.
4: (laughs) That all checks out for me.
2: I have a question... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've just checked how many gallons that the helicopter can
1: hold And it's 700 So <laughs> Harry definitely got his pilot's licence on the way out to Nam So I'd like a bit more background on
3: Harry's uh, Vietnam record, please
0: You know, the guy in full metal jacket Who's just firing at civilians from the side of the plane Just laughing about it Yo,
3: Get some, get some yeah.
0: He was the pilot of that helicopter And he was laughing along with oh. that guy Oh. I can believe that about him. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's good. I like that.
0: I did have a question, which
2: it was going to be how do you rob the house that you've destroyed? But what I've remembered is that the loot miraculously survived. So I've answered my own question there <laughs> Christmas
1: miracle. <laughs>
0: Christmas miracle. <laughs>
4: that's
1: it. <laughs> my only question oh my was gosh. regarding the gliding helicopter. Uh,
0: mm. just, a, just a turn of phrase. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a very, a very poor one. Well, what can you do? I've, I've made my bed now, and I'll, I'll have to lie in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd like you to just take a, a moment to think about what you've done.
4: Okay.
0: I've thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Okay. Thank you.
1: <laughs> all right, Turner, show us what you got.
4: Never work
3: with animals or kids. That's what that famous chap said once, didn't he? Or did he? (laughs) Yes, he did. Fact. (laughs) Well, burglary apparently falls into that bracket too. Particularly if your hapless cat burglars, Harry and Marv, not satisfied with an already mega haul of swaggeroony, they want to add McAllister's house to their infamous resume. how to get around or neutralise Kevin after learning that Kevin is home alone (laughs) and following him around for a bit, the wet bandits act. Seeing that Kevin has recently visited a Santa Claus, they also visit that Santa for more nefarious objectives. As Kevin prepares his house of horrors in anticipation of the burglars' arrival, he hears a noise come from outside. Not the sound of a crime, a criminal, a criminal, but the sound <laughs> of a jolly ho-ho-ho and merry jingle bells. Could it be? Alas, no. It is not old Saint Nick himself, but his faithful employee Kevin met earlier. And he's carrying a sack full of presents and tidings of goodwill. Hey kid, I got your message to Santa and he's on his way with your family. He sent you all these presents for you to give to your family. Overcome with excitement and the wonder of a Christmas miracle reunion with his family, Kevin rushes outside. Cue music of dread. The young Prince of Mayhem has been duped. The Santa is not who he thinks it is, but a cleverly disguised Marv. Ha ha ha. As Harry appears from behind a tree and clonks Kevin over the head with a novelty He-Man's toy sword. Not deadly, but enough to render him unconscious. Waking up, hanging from a hook, Kevin realises he's been conned. Harry and Marv stand in front of him and reveal how they did it. Visiting his Santa friend, shortly after him, they asked him what the kid wanted and he told them just a kid's silly wish to see his family again. Harry and Marv jump the guy, take his Santa outfit and leave him hogtied in his grotto. With the van already full to bursting with ill-gotten presents from the houses they've already robbed, They select some of them to put in a sack from the mug Santa that they did over before. They lay in wait for Kevin to return. And as you know, the rest is history. Free to bite off Kevin's little fingers at their will. Don't blame me. That's in the film. It's in the film, you perverts.
1: (laughs) That's a hell of a ending.
3: So yeah, it's spookily uh, similar to Craig's uh, Mm. ultimate plan there. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, I didn't have any questions because I admired his plan Mm. as much as I admire my own, which is a lot, (laughs) without question.
1: (laughs) Any questions, Gaz? Don't think so. (laughs) Pretty, uh, it's pretty well put together. It's as watertight as a
3: fire engine helicopter.
2: I suppose if I was going to ask one question, the one difference between mine and yours. Yeah, I had Harry disguised as Santa because my thought was that Marv is too stupid to pull it off.
3: I was thinking more of um, height because mm. I did have that thought as well. But then I thought the guy who originally played Santa was a bit taller, so that's why I went with Marv purely. purely he's really up.
2: good in that role, by the way, isn't he? That guy, yeah. that Santa yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's great.
1: What would you stuff Marv's clothing with to make him look a bit more rotund, like Santa? Mm. Uh, with uh, wrapping paper. From so he'd just be crinkling down the road it would be crinkled Chris, <laughs> Chris <crinkling>. Crinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Marv would be able to stand all the chafing? It's only
3: for probably Approximately a couple of minutes really I guess he puts on the suit to begin with Then when he turns up He gets out and does his little act And then that's it It's over and done within a couple of minutes So
1: okay. Alright well I'll, I suppose I'll give mine a go So I want that house it's full of high-end VCRs, laser discs, ghetto blasters, and pocket calculators. Jackpot, baby. Once I learn that young Kevin is home alone, I get to work. I dash over to one of the houses we've already hit, let's say, the Murphys, and steal some personalised stationery. Meanwhile, I send Marv to pick up a copy of nineteen eighty eight Scrooged on VHS. <laughs> I wrap the video and post it complete with a letter. Merry Christmas from the Murphys, it says. As you know, Kevin can't resist a good film, especially one that's aimed above his age group. He'd watch it immediately. That night, Kevin would hear a moaning and clinking of iron. He would peer through his window to see a ghostly chained figure in his garden. (laughs) Tonight you will be visited by three friendly ghosts. Be prepared, I would say. Already thinking he's made his family disappear, Kevin would eat this shit right up. (laughs) You Pieces of shit. He'd see it as his shot at redemption. An hour later, I'd return in another costume. I've come to show you your Christmas past. Kevin, eager to get his family back, would invite me in. We'd go through his family albums and discuss his favourite Christmas memories. Then I'd leave. An hour later, I'd come back in another costume. I am the ghost of Christmas present. I'm talking about the time present, (laughs) not a present, (laughs) I would announce. We'd discuss the loss of his family. And of course, I'd be sure to emphasise that the only way to get them back is to talk to the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I'd come back an hour later in yet another spooky costume. For this one, you'll have to come with me. Having gained his trust over the previous two ghosts, I would take him on a tour of a local graveyard. Meanwhile, Marv will be looting the shit out of his house. (coughs) By the time I return to drop off Kevin, the house will be cleared and Marv and I will drive off to have ourselves a merry little Christmas.
3: Mm. Uh, One question. Denied. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In the story of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge. It's Jacob Marley who comes to visit him and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? So who's the chained ghost? That it's yeah. this message that he's going to be... I
1: deliberately kept that vague because I couldn't think of anyone. Mm. Snow shovel guy.
2: <laughs> kid from across the street.
1: I was going to make it the little <laughs> kid who wets the bed, but then I thought, I don't know Fuller. how... Fuller. How, Fuller. Uh, Go easy
3: on the Pepsi, Fuller. Fuller, I don't know how Harry's how going to make himself so small. <laughs> but then he'd, he'd think Fuller was dead and he'd probably think he wished all his family dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I kind of kept it as a, a faceless ghost. So he'd, he'd associate it with what he's just seen. In Scrooge, but he wouldn't necessarily Mm. associate with anyone in his family. Mm -hmm.
2: The first question I wrote down was about them returning to the Murphys to steal stationery. Would they really have left that the first time? They robbed all kinds of crazy shit, but I don't think that's crucial to the plan, so I I left that alone. Thanks, Craig. Then my next question was about the plan to Scrooge him is that this is after he's declared to the world that he's not scared of anything anymore. He's not scared of the basement boiler and all that stuff. But then I thought, he said friendly ghost, so it doesn't matter if he's scared.
1: Yeah, what do you, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to scare him.
2: I came to my ultimate question, which is, the ultimate ruse of all this, the, the whole point, is to get him to trust you enough to take him to the graveyard for a tour that will go on long enough for Marv to ransack the whole house by himself. Yeah. What happens on this tour of the graveyard?
1: I'm glad you asked. Um, we take him, just take him to stop by every single gravestone. And then I just make up a story on the spot about every dead person <laughs> and about how they fucked up their Christmases.
2: And you just trust that that process will take as long as it takes to rob the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There weren't mobile phones in those days, or they were just yeah. fledgling, yeah. weren't they? So, uh, the size of
3: bricks with a suitcase
1: attached yeah. normally. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just trusting Marv. Which I know is a bit of a, a risk. Trust in Marv. Mm.
2: There's another risk is that someone might see you with a kid at a graveyard dressed as a ghost <laughs> in the dead of night, <laughs> pointing at
0: gravestones <laughs> and whispering into their ear. <laughs>
1: and this one is your great great aunt Hortense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: First of all, um. I, I was furious that you were you were purloining the plot of another film. Absolutely furious, yeah. incandescent with rage. <laughs> then, I <remembered, laughs> then I remembered that it's actually out of copyright and it's public domain, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: if Dickens's people want to come and sue me, fucking bring it on.
0: <laughs> bring it on, baby.
3: <laughs> Get your asses to Japan and beat down his arm
2: it's fine anyway really, I don't think we ever said it was against the rules, I was just joking about disqualifying Turner I had already <laughs> picked the winner
3: <laughs> But you are just putting salt in the wound
1: weren't you? I yeah. just thought it would be funny <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright some absolutely diabolical schemes there, but there can be only one winner, or maybe two <laughs> It's time to vote
3: <laughs> Oh that's good <laughs> that's got to be the tagline it can only be one minute minute. (laughs)
4: but
1: remember we cannot vote for our own plan and if either of you three wins you'll receive two peril points for the diabolical leaderboard but as host if I win I will only get one peril point as I pick this movie so I have voted for Craig I voted for
2: Adam mainly based on his plan being mine
1: and that's
3: the, the exact same reason why I voted for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Shake hands. <laughs> and I voted for Craig.
1: It's a Christmas so miracle. Three votes for Craig. You are
3: this week's winner. Ah, uh, undisputed. And hey, there was only one winner. Yeah,
1: There was
4: only one winner, too this time.
1: <laughs> so Gaz, please tell us, what does that do to the diabolical leaderboard?
0: Wow. With that victory, Craig now streaks into the lead with five points. In second yes. place is me, Gaz, with three points. In third place with two points is Lord Manly Supreme. And yes. in last place with one point is Adam. All right. All right.
3: My wrath will be terrible and quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Craig,
1: you buy coincidence you will oh. also be hosting next week's episode so you get to choose the movie we'll be watching
2: it's true and the movie I've chosen for us to watch next is Ooh. the fantastic mr fox
4: yeah, very good.
2: the Wes Anderson fantastic mr. fox
1: um, brilliant
3: I'm not sure if I've ever seen it
1: so oh you're gonna you're in this. for a treat you're yes. in for a real treat right let me uh, wrap this bitch up Hey, baby that's it for this episode thank you for listening don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode but most importantly tell a friend about us it could be your Christmas gift to them think about it if you make it sound like you've really put some thought into finding the perfect podcast for them you'll get away with giving them a free gift, what could be better than that? Follow us on the usual social medias at Diabolical DiabolicalPod throughout the week for more mildly interesting content. And join us next time when we'll be dissecting Fantastic Mr Fox. And remember, if you can't be good, you might find yourself on Santa's naughty list. You, by the way, have you got your uh, packages handy? Yes. Did they yes, arrive? Yes,
3: I've got mine to yes. the, here, along with uh, uh, a hot mince pie and a, a glass of mulled wine. Oh my
0: God! Not
3: really.
2: I was going to say, <laughs>
3: but I'm just going to pretend for
2: for the purpose of radio. Oh, I've got my package handy. <laughs> oh, been fondling it under the desk. Oh, oh.
3: yeah. Oh. oh, wait a minute. I've got two packages here. Oh,
2: I'm touching it with my feet right now. How <laughs> low? Hang on, I think Turner might be having a seizure.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a festive seizure. Uh,
3: yeah, I've I just. Think... Uh, a piece of mince pie went down the wrong way.